Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If you are joining me for the first time, I welcome you. Also, those of you that have been listening on a regular basis, I welcome you too. You are a blessing to this ministry. I encourage you to send me an email. I would like to hear from you. You will receive the email address at the end of the broadcast. Last week, I talked about... Are you speaking your spouse's language? And that was the part two. Now, the past couple of weeks, I've been given brief descriptions of Dr. Gary Chapman's five love languages. Hopefully you took the test and found out your, you and your spouse's love languages. Now that you know each other's love language, assuming that you took the test, you are speaking each other's love language. And for those of you that are joining me for the very first time, I would like to briefly mention the five love languages from Dr. Chapman's book entitled The Five Love Languages. Number one, words of affirmation, using words to acknowledge and encourage. Number two, quality time, giving your spouse undivided attention. Number three, receiving gifts, giving gifts as an expression of love. Number four, acts of service, doing something for your spouse that you know he or she would like you to do. And number five, physical touch, making positive physical contact with your spouse. Now, I encourage you to take the test online at www.5lovelanguages.com to find out what your primary love language is and have those around you to do the same. If you learn to speak the love language of your spouses and your children, you can change the emotional climate in your homes. Last couple of weeks, I've gave several practical examples of each of the love languages. When we learn to love our spouses, children, parents, and friends, love languages, we will love those around us in ways that our love will be received and their love tanks will be full. Now this past week, did you love your wife in her love language? Did you love your husband in his love language? If not, what stopped you? This is what I want to address. What will prevent you from loving your spouse? Today's topic is what has hindered your love? I can list many things that can hinder or prevent one from showing love to his or her spouse. For example, unfaithfulness, infidelity, bitterness, resentment, apathy, mistrust, ignorance, selfishness, pride, unforgiveness, jealousy. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. 
I'm going to share a real story about a young couple who had issues walking in love. I'm talking about that agape kind of love, the love that God desires for all of us to walk in. Now, it is my desire that this story will help any newly married couple or any couple that has been married for many years. This young couple had everything in life going for them. They were strong Christians in their faith, or at least they thought. They were graduate students from a reputable college. They managed their finances well. They came from great families. They had good jobs. They had great aspirations to succeed in life. A few months into the marriage, the wife became pregnant and was so excited about being a mother. On the other hand, the husband wasn't excited about being a father. So early into the marriage, he wanted to be a father at a later time, perhaps years later. He wanted more time to spend with his newly wife alone, to travel the world, to save more money for when the children do come along. Nearly seven weeks later, after finding out that the wife was pregnant, the couple experienced a miscarriage. Now the expected mother was heartbroken and the potential father was relieved because of his fear of not knowing what a new child would bring. This was the beginning of a beautiful relationship turning sour. The wife was very hurt by the response of her husband because she so desired to be a mother. The husband was unaware of the depth of the emotional pain his wife felt. He tried very hard to comfort her, but it wasn't good enough. God gave the wife a scripture that consoled her spirit from the miscarriage. And that scripture was Romans 8, 28, and I will read it. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It was so amazing how that scripture gave so much comfort to the wife. It really did. The wife knew God didn't kill her baby. She was strong in her faith to know that it was Satan, the thief, who came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that Jesus came that she might have life and have that life more abundantly. Immediately and thereafter, she had peace regarding the miscarriage. It was no longer a sad or depressed experience that she had experienced, that she had, that happened to her. In fact, she was able to talk about it with other women because she was encouraged that one day she would have children. Also, she was able to encourage other women so that they can believe in God for their children. Although her spirit was healed and restored, her mind, and you know, our mind is our soul. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So her soul wasn't healed or restored. And so toward her husband, there was much resentment. Even though she knew it wasn't his fault, at times she would blame him. Later, she became so bitter because he didn't share in the joy of being a parent like she did. Now, this couple was young and immature. Although they thought their faith was strong in God, 
they totally didn't really surrender all to God. At that time, this wife's love language was primarily words of affirmation and the husband's primary love language was physical touch. But at the time, they both were unaware of Dr. Chapman's five love languages. This wife desired her husband to comfort her with words of encouragement, like that scripture did, Romans 8, 28. However, wrongfully, she expected her husband to make her happy. Wives listening out there, do not expect your happiness to come from your husbands. True happiness comes from within. This comes from God and God alone. Of course, you should be happy with your husband, but they do not give you your source of happiness. That comes from God. So this goes both ways. It's true for husbands as well. Don't expect your wives to make you happy. Trust God for your happiness. Now, 10 years and four children later, this wife was still bitter toward her husband. Her husband was the best in every area. He was faithful, loving, kind, dependable, caring. However, he lacked in one area and that area was not loving her in her love language, words of affirmation. Again, both not knowing about the five love languages, this wife desired her husband to speak more words of encouragement and he wanted her to express more physical touch. So the husband wasn't getting his needs met either. After much prayer and communication, the couple finally got things together. They had to intentionally work at it and make a quality decision to trust God. They knew their marriage was God ordained and that they needed to get with his program. First, it took vulnerability from each person to humble themselves and to acknowledge their true feelings, hurts, and pain. Second, they submitted their feelings and everything to God. Third, they repented to each other and to God for expecting and pressuring themselves to meet, to make each other happy. Fourth, and finally, they searched out information to enhance their relationship for, from so, sources like the Bible other books, marriage literature, radio broadcasts, DVDs, and marriage conferences. This couple eventually got a grip on how to make their marriage strong, vibrant, healthy, and edifying to God. It took time, and they were willing to put the time into it. This couple was my husband and I. Don't take as long as we did. Get help right away. If this is you or you fall into a similar situation, don't wait a decade before you get help. Get help immediately. Go to Christian counselors. Take the five love languages test and make the changes needed suddenly. Hey, it may not be a miscarriage. Maybe you had 
infidelity in your marriage or, 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 or maybe some other thing that happened that, that took your joy, you know, a death in a family, whatever it might be, get help suddenly. Marriages take work. Marriages takes work. Do the work necessary to make it thrive. Your marriage is worth it. Did you hear me? Your marriage is worth it. We allow a lot of our emotions, such as bitterness, resentment, selfishness, ignorance, pride, unforgiveness, to hinder our love walk. I mean, me personally, all those different emotions, we, my husband and I, we allow those things to hurt, to hinder our love walk for many years, needlessly. Love is a decision. It is not a feeling. If we focus on feelings, we will never be happy. It is not my spouse's responsibility to make me happy, nor is it my responsibility to make my spouse happy. The only person you can change is yourself. You can't change your spouse. So stop trying. When you change yourself, your spouse will change. The past 15 years, my husband and I have been teaching couples on how to dwell in unity with each other and to fulfill the God-given will that he has for their lives. Praise God. We are happily married of 30 years. I am no longer bitter toward my husband and he is no longer frustrated with me. Daily, we work to love each other according to God's word and to love each other according to each other's love language. Every marriage will be tested of the enemy. It is Satan's job to destroy marriages. Marriage was one of the first institutions established by God. Satan knows a good marriage gives glory to God. When, when you pass the test that the devil throws at you, you will have an awesome testimony for the glory of God. A godly marriage is the greatest example of earth of God's relationship with Jesus and Jesus' relationship with the church. There is no hindrance too big that should stop you from loving God and loving your spouse. Go to God. If you need help loving your spouse, he will help you. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My husband and I would love to come to your church to encourage the married couples. If you would like for us to come to your church, just send me an email. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the agape love you showed us through your son, Jesus. Help us to love our mates according to your will, according to the way you want us to love them and according to their love languages. We thank you in advance for giving us the strength and the desire to love our mates according to the Bible in your holy son, Jesus name. Amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you, but it's about Jesus.